0: Hi there food enthusiasts. Welcome again. My name is Chris Rachkowski, your host today for the Future Foodcast. We're here talking with thought leaders in today's food industry, discussing the trends and technology that will shape the future of food. Very excited today to be speaking with Jayan Jacob Melodong, the founder of SAC Nutri and also director of FQ Labs. Welcome to the program today. Um, Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you so much, Chris. It's a pleasure Excellent.
0: to be here. So I've had the, the good pleasure and opportunity to speak with you a little bit before this. So I learned a lot about you. But I think it'd be really interesting for our audience to know a bit of your origin story. What were you doing before you founded Sac Nutri? And what motivated you to be focusing on that particular business as well as your activities in the FQ Labs?
1: Yeah, I did my engineering in computer science. That was my background. Then. After that, I worked in uh, some software companies, basically focused on software development for banks, as well as uh, some healthcare companies. And my family is into a a food uh, quality assessment and monitoring company, which is a FQ lab and center for 35 years. And I had some interest on that particular subject because my family always discuss about all these uh, quality things, uh, how we need to take care of all this stuff as well as I also have my ancestors that do agriculture and all those things. So I always have an interest for that. So that's the reason why I shifted my focus from software development to something that is focused more on agriculture, farming, and processing.
0: Well, you, for yourself and your family, certainly have a long history in this space and therefore a lot of expertise. I think it'd be really interesting to learn now about a little bit more about the company that you founded, Sac Nutri. Key products that you are providing with that company?
1: SACNutri is uh, basically focused on creating nutraceutical dietary supplements. So, during this pandemic period, we had a lot of inquiries from different parts of the world where we can focus more on nutraceutical advantages of mm-hmm. turmeric. So, how we can extract curcumin and how it can improve the infection response mechanism boosting immunology activity and contributing to reducing the impacts of autoimmune disorders, which is one factor that we have seen during this COVID. And I have a couple of friends, as well as uh, my relatives, also affected with COVID during the last year 2020. 2019. I suggested them to have this equipment-based products, including the tablets that we created. So we advised them to uh, have a look at those. And uh, they, uh, they took all those. Uh, uh, products as a part of uh, the dietary supplements and the results were amazing and this is one reason why uh, we started research and development unit inside the company where we started developing different different products which is based on food Mm -hmm. and that was one thing that we did during the
0: past uh, two years excellent well we talk about a lot of new and interesting technologies on this podcast but and sometimes there are some uh, large words that get thrown around that maybe not you know everybody's familiar with and maybe can you give us a bit of a just an introduction to what does really meant by the word nutraceuticals and um, just so that our audience is up to speed with your level of expertise.
1: Yeah, nutraceuticals is something that play a major uh, channel between the food and pharmaceuticals actually it is neither food, neither pharmaceuticals. Right. So the major advantage with the nutraceuticals, for example, one one thing I can give about the cucumin is we have a the formula we have developed that which is under the uh, which is given for the patent right now, um, which is which is ongoing process. But what we did was a study based on cucumin that removes the brain damaging plate, which is called as a plates, mm-hmm. which is something we try to remove using cucumin has got a certain property like that, which removes this place by almost 40 percentage. Hmm. Nutraceuticals is uh, something which I can say that it's uh, a preventive uh, mechanism Mm -hmm. or you can say that that helps to uh, improve the lifestyle or health to a certain extent. I'm not saying it cannot be regarded as a medicine or it cannot be regarded as a food but it's like a preventive mechanism that helps the body to build a preventive mechanism which helps to fight Certain diseases or certain disorders.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, turmeric's a very exciting, we um, might say, functional food, and it's obviously it's been uh, a part of you know menus of food products in certain parts of the world for a long, long time. But uh, I would say in the recent um, you know couple decades, it's been a very interesting product in North America and in Europe as well. Not that it's new, but it is become well known due due to, I think, some of the research that you're talking about that you've also done yourself for it's nutraceutical properties, it's beneficial properties, and the curcumin being a key component of delivering those benefits. So really interesting new product, relatively new product here in North America. And um, maybe there's always some interest in where is the product coming from? Um, What are the origin, what's the origin story of the product itself? and maybe tell us a bit more about your how you're sourcing the raw material and how you're you know, taking steps to make sure that you're getting the best possible materials for your products.
1: This company is based in uh, the southern part of India where this is a land which is regarded as a land of uh, spices. The name of that state is Kerala. The products that we produce is locally sourced. The Raw materials for that per- uh, the product is locally sourced because we believe If you want to make a good product, you should know where the raw material is coming from. Mm -hmm. And you have to ensure not only the quality, how it is processed, how it is stored, uh, what the kind of soil, uh, whether the soil is contaminated and whether they are spraying any pesticides, all those things have to be identified. So the, the, the products that the raw materials that we use is only locally sourced where we can go audit ourselves and make sure. The raw material that we source is aligned with our principles, our vision, and it should reflect the product. The consumers who are taking that product should have a traceability Mm -hmm. to know, and they should also know from where the product is sourced and they should identify that. So, that is the broader vision that we have, and uh, that's the only reason why we are locally sourcing right now. But Mm -hmm. when we are getting more orders and when we need to increase the productivity, definitely we have to depend upon other sources or other origins. So we can see that a lot of products is coming from China as well. And there are other parts of the world that are producing turmeric right now, like Asian countries, like um, you can say Vietnam or anywhere else in Asia. Currently, we are setting up our offices on all those regions where our individual, our person will be there who can go to the farms and ensure this. Not for one time, it should be a regular you know, monitoring so mm-hmm. that's what we are planning right now because we have to meet the uh, requirements or the growing demands for the
0: yeah. well it's great to see the dedication and focus that you and your company has on quality of the raw materials through the supply chain um, i imagine a fair amount of that is informed by you know your experience also with fq labs we're specifically focused on food quality but how does your experience with fq labs mm-hmm. I guess, support and help your ability to make sure that the products you're sourcing are of suitable quality um, for your customers.
1: FQ Labs main activity uh, is like inspecting the cargo before it is getting shipped out. And we take samples from those shipment lots, and that will be analyzed in the laboratory, aligned with the specifications where the product is getting shipped out. And also the buyers will be having their own specifications. Uh, so that will be also analyzed and uh, we ensure that the product they wanted is aligned with uh, their specifications as their requirements as well. Mm. So that's exactly what FQ lab is doing. But uh, during my tenure in FQ lab, we have worked with different commodities, including cashews, uh, different types of foods. We work with hotels, hospitals, a lot of businesses that we have worked with and that uh, experience really helped me to understand different consumers. That's one thing, and different bias. How the the bias have been changed on uh, from last year to this year. You know, there is a transition that is happening because food industry is a fast growing industry, and the regulations have gone. Also, um, a lot of new regulations have been introduced. New technologies need to be introduced for the testing the products as well. So that experience really helped me to focus more on quality than anything else, because I have seen. That certain shippers or certain manufacturers, when they never focused on their quality, they couldn't survive for five years. Uh, mm-hmm. They will get closed down before that. Because the, uh, the customer will only remember a product if you give them the right quality. Or else, yeah. I'm sure the purchase is only for the one time. They will never come back to you and purchase another product from you. So quality is utmost important in good business.
0: Yes. And uh, I- again your long time experience um, sort of assuring food quality and testing for food quality is certainly a, a great benefit for this this particular product um, and that's you know that passion from your side is important but of course you're looking to communicate that also to the consumers of this whether it's businesses that are buying for you or even end consumers and how are you helping them to understand the the quality that you're building into the raw material of the product, as well as how you're processing it through, whether it's through social media or other technology mechanisms to communicate that you know, high level of performance that your product is delivering.
1: That's a good question. So whatever you do, if you are not communicating it to your consumer in the right way, they will not understand the quality of the product, that's for sure. The customer is always the king for any food manufacturer. So the traceability is one factor that we always ensure that is properly communicated to Mm -hmm. the consumer in whatever methods that is possible. That's one thing. The Mm -hmm. second thing, the packaging itself will contain what, what are the process that we follow. That's one thing. The second thing is they can also scan, there will be a QR code in the package where they can scan and find out how this particular product is processed and what are the certificates Uh, available uh, for the manufacturing unit of this particular product. So they can ensure, for example, if we have a HACCP or a assembly implemented in a particular manufacturing facility, then they will be able to know that we are following a particular process and definitely that will really help to enhance the quality of the product. Mm -hmm. So, and also like what you said, we are also focusing on digital marketing because these days...
0: I think people almost live their lives by social media these days.
1: And young customers, because you can see that the new customers, the young customers, if you want to target them, definitely you have to be on the social media. So we are also focused on that. And we are trying our best to get into that using Instagram and for example, certain products, we create a kind of uh, recipe kind of uh, interaction with the chefs or something like that and also the feedback mechanism we are using, actually, if there is a feedback from a particular customer and how that particular product helped him. We use that in the social media. Look, this particular customer is benefited from this product uh, through this way, and you, you can have a look at it like that. You know, The genuine review and feedbacks. That would be also digitally marketed for sure.
0: Yeah, it's so important today that um, companies are engaging at that level, I think it's almost replaced um, or certainly superseded a lot of the more traditional marketing channels out there. Um, and we've talked a lot about uh, your product of curcumin uh, derived from turmeric and really exciting product all by itself. Uh, maybe we talk a little bit more about one or two other products that uh, your company's providing.
1: The another product that we are following is, uh, we are providing right now is dried jack food. Mm. Because we have seen a lot of people who are taking insulin are right now taking dried jack food in their diet and they can control uh, the insulin dosage which is Mm -hmm. like uh, a big advantage for uh, those diabetic patients because you Mm -hmm. can see in India, the the number of diabetic patients is growing up tremendously because there is a shift from, I know there is a shift from uh, uh, junk food to, you know, a lot of uh, dietary food, health foods are right now, there but there, there is a lot of but still, a lot of people are depending upon the fast food, which is one reason why uh, the diabetes numbers are going up tremendously because mm-hmm. of eating habits or yeah. lifestyle. Because work well, from home yeah. has also contributed to that.
0: I was just going to comment that you know jackfruit is you know we're starting to see jackfruit more on the shelves of I would say traditional food stores in North America. Um, be- you know, but probably ten or even just ten years ago. It was really an unusual product to see on the shelves in, in any form. Um, of course, quite common in various parts of Asia, India, etc. An amazing product, and I've enjoyed it in my travels. But tell me a little bit. There's all sorts of um, things that can be done with Jackfruit. Tell us more specifically about what your products are and how it's supporting the health of, you know, the, for example, the, the people that you were working with that may have issues with diabetes and controlling blood sugar.
1: We are actually producing the dry jackfruit powder which can be added to any food that you take even to a burger or even to for example the local uh, the locally made food like chapatis or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You can add to that so that we increase the fiber content of that so this it helps in digestion that's one thing and uh, it has got a low uh, GI for example the uh, dry jackfruit powder can be used anyway, so there is no restriction. Whatever food you intake, you can add a small quantity to that. That So that serves the purpose. So you don't have to make a different meal for consuming the uh, jackfruit.
0: What do you see, I, I guess, or what are you seeing as the key export markets for jackfruit powder? Um, as we were already discussing in social media and marketing, a fair amount of education has to be put into this because to break into new markets, not only with a new product but even for some people a new you know base component of that product how are you looking to launch this powder jackfruit product into new markets globally uh,
1: we are currently focused Indian market has been really good during all mm-hmm. these weeks and we are focusing on the Indian market that's one uh, area that we are than, the market is something which is very important for us at the same time, we are getting a lot of uh, interest from the Middle East market mm. as well, Middle East market, mm-hmm. well, and also in the U.S. Uh, so, we're, so the next focus will be in Australia and in Europe, that will be the next focus. Like what you said in social media and all over the web, they're doing a lot of marketing for Jackfruit right now. So it is easy for us to convince because first of all, if you want to sell some product, you need to create an awareness among the consumers. Mm-hmm. So, that part is already taken care of by the social media as well as a lot of universities have already created a reports, the case studies based on dried jackfruit powder. So, that is really helping us uh, in getting into new markets and new distributors. Mm-hmm. So, the only thing that we are currently doing is creating new recipes, new products using jackfruit uh, powder and launch it in different markets depends upon the kind of flavors those markets uh, is adding because for any food if you want to take you should taste good and mm-hmm. that should align with the uh, with the people for example uh, India we love chili right so uh, it's more spice oriented product, but in Europe we can see that they don't take that much spice mm-hmm. uh, moderate quantity so that's what we are focusing on we, we are doing a research on what are the flavors which is uh, doing good in Europe market as well as in Australia and US and creating products based on that Mm -hmm. with jackfruit as well as turmeric powder.
0: Well, let's think about, I'm actually very curious about the uh, jackfruit powder product, Um, maybe because I've had more experience with turmeric and some understanding there, but what can we learn from your successes in the Indian market about the types of other food products that have been successful in adding jackfruit powder into it why has it been successful in those products um, and how are people reacting to that
1: rather than reinventing and creating a new product the disruption that we did was okay add this powder to whatever meal that you're creating okay that can convert that into for example if you if you add jackfruit uh dry jackfruit powder into a burger you can make a healthy burger Mm -hmm. so you can turn a junk food into healthy food and hmm. that is the concept that you're working on okay. uh, so that is that is how we penetrate in the market uh, hmm. because we don't want to create a new product and offer the customer create an awareness of that and ask them to make it rather than what we did was how the products uh, which is consumed on a daily basis by the consumer how we can incorporate jackfruit into that and offer them okay so there is no much taste difference is there but the advantages that we are focused on will help them to take it on a regular basis Mm. so for example if i can take a burger if it is a healthy burger if i like a burger then that creates a lot of interest among the consumer because the shift is not easy right if you if you if you like something you don't want to shift You, you don't want to give that food away right you you anyways you like the product so Mm-hmm. How we how we are going to do is uh, trying to convert that into a healthy.
0: Globally, we see ai would I wouldn't I wouldn't know if I'd call it a shift, but a lot of new interest in what, what we're creatively calling plant-based diets. Um, just a lot of people reducing meat intake, or, or even shifting completely to being vegetarian or vegan. Um, yeah, that sounds like it would be a great, I, I guess, co marketing area for the jackfruit powder. Do you see opportunities in the plant-based diets for people, plant-based products for adding jackfruit powder and improving the, I guess, the quality of the product in terms of its nutritional performance? Definitely.
1: Like what you said, people are turning to vegans these days. Mm -hmm. And I've seen that shift. And even plant-based meat is also available uh, right now. Which, stain, which is almost like a meat, right? So those shift is happening worldwide because we are more concerned about the environment as well. So uh, adding jackfruit to that will definitely enhance the nutritional uh, values or nutritional profile. So that will help, uh, even though it is a nutritional product, it will enhance the nutritional value. Yeah. And also, uh, the, yeah.
0: I to say, you know, th- these days we see in europe and north america a lot of interest in localization of food supply etc but there's been so much benefit of global food supply in terms of being able to enjoy fruit foods from around the world so i don't think that's going to certainly it's not going to end we're going to continue to have good global food supply chains what might you predict say for three to five years from now in the jack food powder space where do you see this product growing and what types of products do you see it being most successful in outside of your core market in india um, you know maybe in the middle east australia north america where do you see people consuming these, this product um, being the, the primary um, interest area
1: we see that uh, there is a lot of interest that is already generated at the same time we wanted to create certain new products in the market including using China. For example, in Middle East, you can see the cuckoos is one uh, major uh, food mm. and they consume that with uh, meat and all those things. So we are finding out those interests in those markets and create an alternative for those uh, regularly consumed uh, food stuffs in Middle East and uh, in the US. So that's what uh, we are uh, majorly focused on. There is a shift that is happening all over the world, which will help people to understand the values and nutritional values of jackfruit and create products aligned with that.
0: Excellent. Well, I for one have learned a fair amount about uh, not only your uh, success in the quality control that you're providing with the curcumin and turmeric, but really a new product opportunity in the jackfruit powder. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing that type of product here you know we see other types of jackfruit products as sort of meat substitutes etc but it's really been presented more of a just a substitute for meat and prepared in certain ways versus as you're providing a product that really has some clear nutritional benefits that can be added in to as you said existing local sort of popular food items i'm looking forward to seeing more of that
1: thank
0: you you know can you talk more about other technologies such as blockchain and AI, and how that might be um, items that you're weaving into your business. So
1: artificial intelligence is something that we are always interested about, and how that can change food processing on a positive way. So the areas that we are trying to implement artificial intelligence or AI is for sorting packages and products. Recently, we have a discussion with one of the companies in uh, Russia, where they use the mobile cameras to identify the defects of a particular food product. So that was an early stage. So we are actually working with uh, this company in Russia, where we can sort products or sort raw materials based on color, texture, and all the things which can capture using the camera. So Mm -hmm. this is one thing that we are working on these days. Uh, because we believe this is going to help us in the long run where we can bring down the error percentage in identifying the The second thing that why uh, we want to focus on AI is uh, to ensure food safety compliance. Because recently, since uh, my background is also from uh, an inspection company, we have seen a, a, a shipment that is shipped to US. And when they opened that shipment, they found a glass broken. Even though this company has got a very uh, defined glass policy, but still, it somehow it got into that. Mm-hmm. How that happened? Because it missed the physical inspection. There is a failure in the mechanism. So I guess with the implementation of AI-enabled cameras, this can be brought down to nil. This will not happen.
0: It's a great combination, you know, of utilizing AI and your expertise in food quality and safety and inspection. It's a really perfect marriage of technologies and experience there. But you also mentioned, or I guess have some interest in blockchain and potentially for food traceability and tracking. Can you tell us a little bit more about that as well?
1: Yes, uh, we are actually actively working to ensure the critical information that is given to the uh, buyer is safe and comply with various regulations, right? And this will also improve the credibility and the public trust of the data share. Like I mentioned before, a consumer can scan the QR code and find out the relevant information about the product, which includes its journey from farm to farm, from where this product is uh, processed, from where the raw materials is cultivated as well as the entire process, the packaging materials that used. So the consumer will be able to know the entire story of the product which is inside the packet without seeing it. So that is where we are actually uh, focused on creating trust among consumers, especially when we are getting into new markets because they don't, know, they don't know who we are, what we are catering. So this is one method of marketing where we want to ensure customer's confidence in buying the product.
0: Well, that's certainly, I think, uh, a trend-setting um, technology that you're participating in. We're seeing that um, in products, I think, around the world, uh, not only having a QR code to help a customer and consumer understand where the product came from, but um, making sure that that information is trusted and leveraging blockchain technologies to provide more trust in that information. Well, we've, I think we've learned a lot today here, um, Jayan, and really enjoyed learning about SAC Nutria. Um, two products you have amongst many that are really exciting, both in your large market in India, but I think growing internationally and really happy to have you on the program today.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for listening to Future Foodcast. Future Foodcast is powered by farm to plate the leading food
1: blockchain platform. Subscribe on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to stay up to date with the very latest innovations in the food industry.